0: This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio by local butcher Joe Heinen, Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to Heinen's.com.
1: Welcome to the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth, brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. And now, here's your host, Eric Diamond.
2: All right, welcome back to the Craft Food Classroom podcast. My name is David Miller, and I'm the co-host today. And today we have some very amazing guests in the studio. First to my right, I'd like to introduce John. John is from Honeycomb Credit. John, what's your last name? John Zakel. John Zakel from Honeycomb Credit. Can you tell us a little bit about Honeycomb Credit and, and what they do?
3: Yes, sir. So Honeycomb Credit is, is a startup out of 2017. We are a crowdfunding platform that works with small businesses, restaurants, hospitality, retail to help them raise funds to growth, expansion, you know, different types of things like that. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. So you deal with businesses that you help them get a startup and you lend them money for the startup? So it's it's a crowdfunding platform, so okay. we'll help
3: them run a campaign that they'll look out to their fans, their, their social media following to raise small dollar amounts to, into the big pot.
2: Perfect. And that's a great start for startup businesses because, you know, the crowdfunding thing is something that I think most people feel like they can do by themselves, like they can, you know... Promote their business, and it, it's the one thing that you feel like you can do as an entrepreneur outside of going to a bank or something to kind of get your business, you know, out there. So that's nice that you guys step in and support those entrepreneurs. How's it been the last during the pandemic with you guys? Did you see an increase of of of, of volume in your workspace, or how did that work with the entrepreneurs?
3: Yeah, actually, we've seen a big time increase through the pandemic, which is interesting because at a time when it seemed like the market and the banks were shying away from the restaurant industry, the breweries, distilleries. We kind of picked up the slack and filled that gap. So right, it, was right. a, it was a nice transition. Our business grew from year to year, even through the pandemic, because we saw all those business needs in terms of capital needs and growth. They couldn't find the money elsewhere, and they came to Honeycomb to run a campaign for you know their crowdfunding.
2: Now, that's awesome. And Honeycomb is also a sponsor of the Craft Food Classroom podcast. So thank you for that. Yes, w- we would not be possible. With Without the good folks at Honeycomb Credit. So thank you for that. Yes. Um, We also have a special guest in the building that John knows from some previous dealings. And uh, she is Feel Good Doe, and her name is Terry. And I would like John to make the introduction in terms of how you guys know each other because I think it's good audio. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes. So this is a special one for us awesome. because um, this goes back to 1998. Get yes. out of here. <laughs> yes. So I don't even know how many years is that? 22, 23? We don't talk
4: about yeah, the age. No. No. No, <laughs> no. We
3: don't say that number because no. it means that I've been out of high
2: school that long. Oh, so my goodness.
3: Me and Terry's daughter went to Holy Name High School together. And um, so I was there from the start of the pizza bagel lady from the beginning. So Awesome. Um, yes. So it's been, it's, this is a special one for me. It's sort of a blast from the past. And uh, good reconnecting with Lindsay and Terry.
2: Awesome, yes. awesome. So, Lindsay and Terry, tell us a little bit about Feel Good Dough.
4: Sure. Well, I started this about five years ago, and it was pretty much a, a thought when being a grandmother, hmm. one of the things you do is usually babysit on Friday.
2: That's right. Our, <laughs> uh, yeah. we,
4: As John knows. <laughs> and uh, they usually like to have pizza for dinner. So I said, well, let's, let's go up to the local grocery store and get some pizza dough, and we'll do it. Okay, that's uh, fun. And I went up there, and there was... Pizza dough, but it wasn't very healthy. It was the P word, as we all know that one. <laughs> and so we went back, made pizza, and that's when the idea was starting to form. Because I, as a baker as I am, it's like okay, well, I could make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I have grandkids. Uh, the average person eats forty pizzas a year. It, wow. You know, three billion dollars is spent on eating pizza at home. So it's like okay, this could be a real market and if I can do it, right? Let's see what happens. And of course R&D started and oh, you know what are you going to do? Right. So so what I decided to do and at the time it was very uncommon, I started at the top of the food chain. Is that right? Yeah. And I went 100% clean. And to find many of the products, because the U.S. is a little different than Europe, um, I had to go to Europe for a lot of the ingredients to make that happen.
2: Interesting. So
4: I started at the top, and I said to myself, if I'm at the top, I can't be disturbed by anything. Nobody can get me Mm -hmm. and let everybody else follow. Wow. And so uh, my organic inspector came out, which was also a huge experience. He said, you know what? When you start this, he goes— don't be afraid to charge you what you should get. Mm-hmm. He goes, but secondly, he goes, when this hits, it's going to hit big. And so I'm usually about five to seven years ahead of the game in my head. Right, right, so right. So we're like at the five-year mark, so okay. it's, it's going to hit. There you go. Oh, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. Well, we're excited, too, because we see some products laying around and some food is wafting. The smells are wafting in the air, and we're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to try some of the delicious food from Phil Goodell.
0: Honeycomb Credit is proud to sponsor our friends at Central Kitchen, who are dedicated to sharing the stories of Cleveland entrepreneurs crafting the city's food legacy. With a track record of working with Cleveland small businesses such as Go Buddha, Pope's Kitchen, and Leavened Bakery, Honeycomb has become a one-stop shop in helping entrepreneurs scale and grow. Now that the food industry is pacing forward, Honeycomb is here to support you by unlocking capital, increasing consumer engagement, and marketing your local brand. Find out more at honeycombcredit.com slash grow.
2: All righty. Welcome back to the craft food classroom podcast. We took a little break and now we're back. When we were breaking, we were uh, having a discussion off air. And it turns out that I found out a little bit of information that i like to share with everyone about the yeast here that feel good dough uses. So Lindsay here, the daughter of Terry shared some interesting information with us that I think it would be interesting for those of you listening to the podcast so that you can understand that the, there are benefits inside of food that a lot of times aren't promoted, especially when you're talking about craft and organic food. So Lindsay, can you tell us a little something special about the yeast that you guys use at feel good dough?
5: Yeah, the yeast is 100% organic, um, and that is actually kind of unheard of. So we are USDA certified. Mm -hmm. However, if you look at the ingredients list, it actually has to say the word organic before each ingredient. Right. And you'll notice on a lot of certified bread products, they actually are not using organic yeast for a number of reasons. They'll say it's too costly Mm -hmm. or... Um, it's not commercially available. So, yes, my mom uh, really went to the the top with all of it. And and it's very important. Also, just yeast is such a, um, it's like a replica of life. Right. You know, it's based, as scientists say, it's the most similar to the human cell. There's That's- vaccines made out of it. It's, it's like. Why would I want anything less than organic? Right,
2: right. No, that's wonderful. And I think I realize why I have so many. So in my household, we have this thing that we've been doing for about 10 years now called Pizza and a Movie. And every Friday night, we do Pizza and a Movie. My kids love it. It helps me get through the week because if I'm having a rough Wednesday, I know I can look forward to spending time with the family on Friday and have Pizza and a Movie. And we gather around a movie. Usually, dad has no say in what we watch but the pizza's always good. But I've noticed that sometimes I do suffer from anxiety and I do feel kind of, and that's been something I've dealt with my whole life. And I just learned on the break that certain dough causes you to have like heart palpitations and anxiety. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that?
5: Yeah, um I actually suffered a panic attack once and I didn't know what it was at the time. Uh in the morning I had went to the popular coffee places, but I noticed I had eaten, you know, some of their bread products.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And I was in I mean it was so bad that I I was in an ambulance and oh, wow. the The weird thing was the guys were like, oh, man, you're like the fifth girl your age (laughs) this week. And I'm like, what? So a couple years passed. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought maybe too much caffeine, something Mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, I've had that coffee before, so what was going on? Right. So I was living in New York at the time, and my mom came to do a trade show for the dough. And the very first woman that walks up to me is like, oh, my gosh, you are! S- this is so important. This is so important. And I'm like, yeah, you know, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, you know, I'm a dietitian, and uh, people don't realize that they're allergic to bleached flour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, what, is, what does allergic mean? She mm-hmm. goes, well, it actually can affect your histamine levels and give you heart palpitations. Wow. And I'm like, oh, you mean like anxiety mm-hmm. or panic attacks. And so— I was working with a, a group of women, and we we were talking about this, and we we're like, so your morning bagel and a coffee could really just, you know, set you off. It like, set you, yeah. You could it could be, set you off, right? This is a bad combo. Right, right, right,
2: right. <laughs> and it's something we're so looking forward to when we wake up in the morning, right? Yeah. No, thank you for that information. So, what do we have here now? I, I see food around us. Uh, Barry, our chef, has given us some slices of food. I know that there's some health benefits to this. Tell me what we have on the plate here. I'm looking at a a thin crust, and I'm looking at something that looks like a deep dish. You
3: got it. That's it? it?
2: Yep. Okay. yep, you
4: got it. Mm-hmm. Both pizzas, nice thin crust with some sitar
2: on it. With the sitar terrain yep. from mm-hmm. uh, our Shimon? Tina Shimon. Tina Shimon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have the Tina Shimon products. Wow, let's give it a try. You guys want to taste? Cheers. Sure. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, This is what we do on the podcast. Like we smack, so it's kind of like ASMR, (laughs) Mm. and we talk about it. Good Um, job. This is really good.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, the crunch of the dough is great. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. taste of it is Mm -hmm. great. Very good job with Mm -hmm. the uh, the blend of the seasonings.
4: Great job. Great job. Mm -hmm. And you know what's? Oh, great job, Terry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did say it. It sounded like a B.
4: It did. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. What's fun for me is to see my dough being used by people, not just me, and how they utilize it. So, using the the thin crust on a nice hot stone, I believe, and then the thick crust in a cast iron skillet is it's amazing to see that.
2: It's very very much fun for me is that what the is that the difference i'm experiencing Mm -hmm. right here is one is um, made in cast iron too
4: yeah the stuffed pizza is made in the cast iron skillet yeah so you get a little more softer Mm -hmm. but thicker
3: you really taste the profile at the
4: end
3: after all the ingredients Mm -hmm. the flour
2: this is really, yeah. really, really good. One
4: thing I found is people really love the taste of it. You know, it's like when I was always hearing like, oh, organic, it's going to taste terrible. Mm-hmm. No. You know, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this tastes wonderful. I'm like, okay, good. That's mm-hmm. good to hear, too.
2: <laughs> Where can we find you?
4: Um, well, definitely Heinen's. Mm-hmm. Heinen's was my first real well, real customer. I was so excited. You we know, love Heinen's. I know. I do, too. I know. It took me a while to get in there, and when the buyer said to me, well, all right, let's give it a try, I think I fell off the sofa. So it was wow. exciting. What, Very
2: exciting. Let's talk about that for a quick second, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. What, how how did you get in there? Like, What was your process? You were knocking on the door, calling them, or what oh, was yeah, the Oh, yeah. I'm a
4: cold caller. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I love sales. Um, I knock on everybody's door. If I'm driving, I will pinpoint a store and I'm like, I'm going to go visit there with a sample. So. Gosh,
2: I wish I had a percentage <laughs> of that. <laughs> I just, I wish I had some of that. Um, yeah. No, so, so, was that a long time coming that you were trying to get into Heinen's?
4: Yeah, it was only about a year and a half. Too. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's so,
2: great.
4: You know, the, the follow-up is always important. Mm-hmm. So. Very important. And, and I think that buyer also saw that that things were changing and there wasn't an organic dough on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it was time to start seeing that as well. And that was that was a good thing for us because that kicked us off to other groceries as
2: well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to take one more break. And then when we come back, we're going to try a dessert. And we're going to wrap it up. Okay. All right. And we'll see you in a moment. Okay, welcome back to the Craft Food Classroom Podcast. We're here with our co-host, John from Honeycomb Credit, and we have both Terry and Lindsay here from Feel Good Dough. So during the break, we were talking about this wonderful dessert that we have in front of us and their new line of products that have been produced. And it's a dessert line, is that right?
4: Well, one of our products is a chocolate dough mix. So yes, you can make chocolate um, desserts out of it. You can make chocolate pasta out of it. You can chocolate make chocolate pasta. Oh yeah, chocolate pasta. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with the pistachio. Cream what, on top.
2: What gave you the idea? Why? You, how'd you come up with this? With
4: the chocolate? Yeah. Again, there's nothing else out there like it. Mm. And I, because when I started the dough, I became a clean eater, organic eater, and that meant no pies, cookies, cakes, or anything. And you crave, you know, chocolate, and you can only eat so much candy in your life. And mm-hmm. I wanted the bakery taste of chocolate, but I didn't want to put a sweet chocolate because you can make a lot of things with chocolate brownies and stuff. And it's just too sweet. And this would allow people to make chocolate cinnamon rolls. They could do a variety of things. So our pantry mix contains our
2: chocolate product. Mm. This, I just took a bite of it. It is delicious, man. Like, Thank you. this is different. The texture of it is so different to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a soft candy bar. Yes. You heard you've never heard that before?
4: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit the, chewier. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
4: So, yeah, our frozen dough line was our first one, mm-hmm. and it's very convenient, and you can find it at Heinen's, of course. And And then we found other people wanted to play in the kitchen as much as we did, right. and there's true bakers out there. So we provided a clean, organic mix that they could get as creative as they wanted. They can order it online mm-hmm. if they choose to. Uh, we have the oil-free whole grain, the classic, and then the chocolate. And there's several recipes on our website for that as well. But we always like to see what people do with our product and you know, some people will add sour cream to the classic and make pierogies out of it and you know, just fun stuff.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I see pot pies on here, yeah. like a pot pie. Yeah. So so bananadas. Oh, empanadas are delicious. So tell me this, Terry. We had, if you heard, Love Local here at the Central Kitchen is our our CSA that we were doing food distributions through during the pandemic. And we had your product, your dough balls in there several times. Mm -hmm. Very, very convenient. Are you telling me that the frozen dough balls, this is is the same original recipe? Mm -hmm. So if I add water to this, I can create that magical frozen Mm -hmm. dough ball?
4: Water and oil. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yep. And you get more out of that too. That makes
2: two dough balls. This whole bag does? Mm-hmm. So, tell me this, because i messed around with the dough balls before. Okay. What do you get with one ball? Does that get you one whole pizza, or does it get you two?
4: Two 10-inch, one large one. As you can see, this one was one large one. Okay. It depends on your thickness that you choose, too. Okay. Some people like really thick crust. Some people like thin.
2: Yeah. Right. Right.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, I can assure you that a lot of people love your product. Oh, thank you. I can you. tell you that. Thank um, you. So... Tell us, what's the plans for Feel Good Dough? What's your guys' plans moving forward? What do you hope to see in the, you know, as you're closing out the fourth quarter of this year? What's on the horizon?
4: Well, we've since COVID, you have to change your business around. Um, we were going gangbusters all over the country. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, let's really focus on who our target customer is, number one, but also not be all over the country. Let's just make the best with what we've got and pick the best right, and work. Hard with that. Right. And that's what we have decided to do. And we picked three stores and um, one associate, a co op association throughout the country. So that was exciting. Yeah. They, yeah that's it's national co ops. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right.
2: So that's. Yeah. That's a good business move. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah,
4: yeah, so we're focusing on that. And then with our pantry mix, that has been big for online shoppers. Mm-hmm. And there's so many platforms right now that you can be in and people can pick and shop from. So that's our, we'll finish the year getting some more of those as well.
2: Wonderful. Well, you know, on behalf of us here at the Central Kitchen and the Craft Food Classroom, we'd like to wish you continued success. Thank you. And I got to say that we're honored. And I think the city, I know the city of Cleveland is honored to have you guys here, you know, representing Cleveland and in the local food scene. John from Honeycomb Credit, any any final thoughts? It's yeah. been an honor having you. That's for sure. And we and and the work that you guys do is amazing because you've helped so many entrepreneurs that we work with here at the Central Kitchen. So we just want to, you know, thank you for the work that you do too.
3: Yeah, it, it's been awesome to be here. You guys had me at pizza. Barry said he's cooking pizza, so I said I'll be there whenever <laughs> you want. So I didn't know. Again, it's a special one for me knowing know, and Terry and Lindsay for such a long time, but, uh, yes. at honeycomb, we love to see these brands rise up from, you know, startup to, you know, big national brands, like some of our companies has. So again, pleasure to be here. The food was fantastic. I didn't even know they made desserts. So this is, uh, <laughs> This is awesome. So,
2: Like Biggie said, if you don't know, now Now you know. know. (laughs) I love it. Thanks again for having me. No problem. Thank Thank you, guys. And thank you all for listening to the Craft Food Classroom Podcast. It's been another successful podcast, and we wanted to tell you, peace.
1: Thanks for joining on the Craft Food Classroom Podcast, where we help make food business simple at every stage of growth. Brought to you by Central Kitchen Media. To learn more about what we're doing, visit us at the thecentral.kitchen. Please subscribe to this podcast to learn more about food entrepreneurs and their experience in the craft food business.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Heinen's. Founded in 1929 in Shaker Heights, Ohio by local butcher Joe Heiden, Heinen's has grown to 23 total locations, with 19 stores in the Cleveland area and four in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. After years of building connection with Midwest farmers, it became a part of Heinen's nature to do business with smaller regional companies. Today, Heinen's is proud to carry nearly 700 Midwest-made non-produce items that are present in all departments. For more information, go to Heinen's.com.